Welcome back to Misunderstood. I'm your host, Rachel Yucatel. You are here for happy hour with Kelly Brink, my producer. Welcome, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Number two, our second one. Woohoo. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. We wanted to start off by saying we really appreciate you and make sure you like and subscribe and go on and write a review. It's really helpful for us and it means a lot to us. So thank you so much for being a part of our show. We really, really appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. So Rachel, you yeah. seem frazzled. Are you, <laughs> are you doing okay? It's Thursday. It's almost the weekend. This should yep. be good, but like you seem, you've got a lot going on this week. I've had a crazy week and it it's just, first of all, we had two great guests that we had on this week, but then um, I'm going to start with this because it's just so crazy. As I was driving here, um, I had to deal with a psycho text from Kate Lohan because I posted this morning a picture of um, my interview that I did last night, which doesn't come out for you know a couple of weeks or whatever. But I had Mike Lo- uh, Michael Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's uh, father, and Kate Lohan's estranged husband on the show. And there was a photo, and then we all went out to dinner. We went out to dinner with Tariq and his wife. Tariq is a man that people might remember. Uh, I'm not saying his last name because I can't pronounce it properly, uh, Salawe or something. And I love Tariq. He's so great. But he became famous years ago because he crashed, apparently crashed the White House um, with his then wife, Michaela, who's now remarried to the one of the singers of Journey. Um, and so they made news because people were like, who are these two that crashed the White House? And so we became friends in like 2013. And, you know, now we reconnected and had dinner last night with his new wife. She's not that new. She's been around for six years and she's beautiful and fun. And then we met up with, you know, some people that were, you know, uh, in business with Michael, which is why he's in town. And so that's it. So I just posted the fact that I had him on the show and that we were at dinner and I get a text about 20 minutes ago, as I'm getting in my car to drive here, you guys won't believe this. So this is from Kate Lohan, who, by the way, used to be a friend of mine who, when she was having hard times with Michael, um, she would come and stay at my apartment in New York. So this morning at 1042 AM, you're such a sneaky bitch, Rachel, meeting up with my husband. It's typical Rachel. And I'm, I'm just sorry, like, what? Yeah. Oh. What? By the way, she just got out of prison yesterday for like her third DUI and just her complete psycho behavior. And she went in for, um, to, I don't know, to go, go to the court seven days ago and was drunk. So they put her in jail. Um, she wasn't even supposed to go to jail that day, but she's going to go away for a long time. And this kind of toxic behavior is what we were talking about on Michael's show yesterday. Oh, okay. um, he stays with her because she's the mother of his kids, but she's co- like just so toxic. And I am saying it now because she threatens about stuff like this. And then she's the type of person and Michael talks about in the show, but she will stage things and like call TMZ or call different um, media companies and then tell them all this stuff, chirp in their ear and then stage it. So she'll say like, uh, you know, Michael's driving drunk and then she'll, you know, uh, she'll stage it. Do you know what I mean? Like if he was drinking, he's not drinking right now, but she would then call the cops when he got in the car. So, I mean, just really psycho behavior. And I'm I'm quite frankly over it. So I'm not scared of her. I don't give a shit. And I'm not going to like have somebody text me a message like this when I'm like going through my life and I'm just interviewing her estranged husband who happens to be a friend of mine for 14 years. So I don't want her husband. I don't need her husband. I'm friends with him. I'm allowed to be friends with him. And he made the choice to come on the show. So yeah, Yeah, I mean, first off, number one, jealousy. I mean, right. Just, I mean, 
I, and the, the picture that you took and you posted on Instagram was awesome. And you guys were in a group. It's not yeah. like you were cozied up together or anything like that. So, yeah, that's so just, obnoxious. it's ridiculous, really. And I mean, the staging, the paparazzi stuff, a lot of people do that, but that's kind of like to the extreme. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, to yeah. set people up for a bad, right. you know, for a lie, right. that's not cool. And that's why she's you know, been in and out of prisons for the you know jail for the last eight years. And that's why Michael has full custody of the kids. And, but I'm just so sick and tired of people trying to, you know, blame me for their bad relationships. And right. to add in the typical Rachel, yeah. I mean, that really threw me over the edge because yeah. I'm doing her husband a favor, by the way, you know, and, and their kids and yeah. their kids. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Do you find that you get stuff like this a lot because, you know, past headlines, past, yeah. past relationships. It's not like you have sought out these relationships or anything like that. And, but do you find that you have women who get angry or jealous or yeah. just and they're label so you obnoxious and label yeah. me, of course, um, you know, by the way, yes, I was involved with a married man 14 years ago, like right. enough, by the way, I don't date married men. Right. So, no. you know, and I'm not, by the way, I've never cheated on anyone that I've been with ever. I'm completely monogamous and I believe in relationships. So I'm not that vixen like that. I, I like to be in a relationship. I'm not in one now, but I'm looking for what, you know, looking to be in one. And I just find it to be like disgusting when jealous women or women that have issues put their stuff on me. Cause it's just yeah. not okay anymore with me. I'm right. like so pissed about it. Yeah. Which is I why you started and move on. But like that just kind of text in the morning on a Friday is just like, yeah. fuck off, you know, like yes. who she thinks she is to be able to talk to me like that. You're so tough though. And this is what people love about you. You don't take shit. I love that. Kind of why you started the podcast, take back your narrative. Like that's yeah. not who I am. Stop labeling me that way. And I love that. Okay. Stuff like that, like makes me shake inside. I get like, so we, but you're just like, fuck you. I'm moving on. Well, no, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But it, no, but it gets to you. I know. Constantly come at you. But like, I've worked for so long to prove myself when quite frankly, I really didn't need to do that to anyone else, but right. that of who I am and the type of person I am and what I do and how what good of a mom I am. And like, my morals are not, you know, just because I'm talking to a guy doesn't mean I'm even remotely thinking about fucking them. You know? I know. Like, yes, I do know. It's so I ridiculous. Know. Yes. I'm like the man and the woman in my life. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, because I'm so tough and resourceful. I get everything done. Like unless somebody really adds something to my life, I have no interest. I like, yep. you know, I'm a little yeah. bit of a shredder. I just, I have no patience. And the second they get jealous or insecure or any sort of feminine energy, I'm just like, bye, because I don't have time for it. And I'm not soothing and calm and sweet, you know? So like, mm -hmm. Anyway, it's harder for me to. So you had Michael Lohan on. He's coming up. We're not released yet. But yep. we've had some other great guests on. We had two wonderful guests on this week. Let's talk about that a little bit. We had Nicole Mitchell on the show and Atuza Rubenstein. Yeah, uh, like yeah. two totally different type of guests, by the way. But so interesting. And we were out at dinner last night. I was even, they were asking me the type of guests I have on my show. And I was explaining those two, you know, and how different they are, but how interesting, you know, they are. So Nicole, for people that didn't listen to it yet, was a woman who was married with three kids. She was a pastor, a female pastor. and was very good at public speaking. She believed in 
Christ and, you know, all, all this religious stuff and was very good and happy in her life. And then uh, after years of sort of struggling with stuff, realized that she was queer. That's the term she uses for herself. And then from there, she realized that she was very into her sexuality and wanted to become a stripper. So from pastor to stripper, I find it, you know, headline making. I find it so interesting. And by the way, she's so well-spoken. I was going to say that she's really respect what she says because she's so well-spoken. She's not some ditzy woman. And now she teaches women who want to embrace their sexuality and also want to make money and get on OnlyFans, how to have an OnlyFans account, um, how to make money. Cause she went from literally being on food stamps to making over seven figures yes. uh, a year is divorced now, really takes care of herself. And I, I really respect that. Like, you know, I do too. choosing yeah. your path that makes you happy. Life is way too short. So what yeah. did you think of her interview? Sorry. Oh, I no, I loved Nicole. I, she really surprised me first of all. And she is, just absolutely adorable. She's like girl next door, um, cute, but like very open about, like you said, her sexuality. She will talk about any subject, anything, including deep throating, things like that. Everything was so Uh, interesting to me. Yeah. Her backstory is fascinating. She was so repressed. She grew up in a, of actually a very repressive religious environment and she left it. She's very happy now, super successful. And I was going to say, she says in the podcast, you know, it's not just about spreading my legs and whatever. It's about opening my, my heart to people. She really like gives people a glimpse into her life. She does add a lot of value. She teaches classes. She's a life coach and she's very, successful, which I was really interested in. And a lot of people, there's a lot to learn from Nicole. So don't judge the episode. Listen, give it a listen. It's entertaining and you're going to be surprised by Nicole. So Right. Yeah, but totally different than our guest on Wednesday at Tuza Rubenstein. They took very different paths. And I was so impressed by Atuza. She is so down to earth, just so down to earth. And I just loved her story. Like, what did you think? You were there in person with her. Yeah, we were in person. We met in, uh, we met up in New York. And um, first of all, she's just so stunning and interesting in, in person. You know, she's a very tall woman. Um, She's just so stylish. And, you know, she walks in and you're just like, wow, she's got to be someone, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think, um, the way she spoke, the way she carried herself, the way she, you know, the way she talked. And by the way, the reason why I booked her was because a couple of my friends who are very well-known people in the fashion business right now said to me, you know, this is a woman you should have on your podcast because she's so interesting and she ruled the world to the point where like SNL was using her in a skit because she was so well-known at such a young age. And then she just gave it all up. And you know, we want to know why and what happened to her, but she was our idol. She was an icon. She was a legend back then. And like, we want to know what happened because she just resurfaced again on um, social media. So I was honored when I saw that she was like following me and she was liking all of our stuff. And then I asked her to be on the program and we had some mutual friends and she just was like so fantastic in person and what a story. So, you know, I don't know, for people that didn't know her name as a household name, she, it's actually a really, really cool story about, you know, you can have ev- everything and still be unhappy. And then what you choose to do with that um, is like how you go on in a new path in your life. And you can stay on that because money might be what 
drives you and that can get you through and you can find happiness in that. But she had all the money. She had a husband. She had all these things going on, but she just was not okay inside. And I think it was just a really interesting story. It was, a lot of people yeah. would have the courage to quit and to give up all that. Right. I agree. And she gave it up for motherhood and yeah. to be a wife. And, and I, that's very commendable. And we can all relate to Atuza because she has done it all. She's been a total boss babe in the career world. And she's been a, like a stay at home mom. She's yeah. an entrepreneur, so many things. And I predict that there's a lot coming from her soon. I think she's going to, you know, she's she's battling cancer, but she's winning. She's gone through this messy divorce, but she is totally going through this journey. And I, I think there's, I think she's gonna do something big here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Me too. I yeah. hope so. I hope so. Yeah. So I want to hear about what's happened in the seven days since we announced that you're getting married. Okay. Yeah. For people that don't know what I'm talking about, Kelly is getting married on new year's Eve of 2024. And the catch here is that we don't know who she's marrying. So we're looking for him. So in the week since we announced this, we created a Bumble site online. We created a seeking arrangement site online. And, you know, we've been entertaining different people that are, you know, reaching out to us about who wants to get set up with Kelly. So I will start by saying, because I've been managing some of these accounts, like the response was like, are you real? Remember the guy who told you to like go stand next to a telephone? Yeah, and, like, I do. Hold up a daily newspaper so he could yeah. see that you were a real person and yep. current yep. photo. So, yeah. So tell me, tell me all about what's been going on this week. Oh my gosh! So I have a new second full time job now. It's vetting these potential suitors, and no, it's it is. This is why I was single for a long time and I just didn't have time to date. I, I just wrote it off because, wow, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's time consuming. It you is. have to put something into it to get the right person because you have to sift yes. through all the junk. Yes. There's a lot of sifting going on. I've already received my first dick pic. So that's oh. it. Yep. Yep. Was it good? <laughs> It was good. Yes, it was good. Should I do a dick rating like series yes. from? Yes. Okay. It wasn't a close up. Actually, it was a full head to toe. Okay. The body was amazing. Okay. I didn't look super close at the dick. Sure, I, I mean, yeah. I did. Okay. You I mean, didn't zoom in or anything? I mean, okay. I'm lying. I did do that, but um, <laughs> it was it was good. So are you going out on a date with him is the question. No, no absolutely oh. not. Um, the dick? No, not because of the dick. Well, first off, he used this lame excuse and was like, oh, my God. The next day he was like, I, I can't I didn't mean to send that. I thought I was just sending you a picture. I'm like, mm -hmm, mm hmm. And then he was like, I tried to delete it. OK, I think I deleted it. I'm pretty sure you didn't see what I just sent. I'm like, because you hadn't I, responded and said, yeah. like, oh, what an amazing dick. Is this, I mean, is that what guys want you to say? That's the most beautiful dick I've ever seen in my life. I am giving you an award and a prize for best dick. I don't know. What's I don't know. The I, ha I have a gentleman here I can ask. Richard, what, what are your thoughts? What do you want to hear from a woman? Richard, by the way, does anyone call you dick, Richard? <laughs> he said yes. Oh, okay. 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 Do you want to, if you send a dick pic, do you want to hear, oh, that's a nice one? Or you just wanted to send it for your own, you know, oh, he wants the validation, he said. Okay. All right. Good to know. So you got to validate yeah. next time. I think they all do. He was a little 
unique anyway. And I learned a good lesson. Um, don't ever send someone your cell phone number, your per mm-hmm. give someone your personal cell phone number until you've met them in person and yeah. vetted them in person. And that's the one time I did it after I did it, I was like, Oh, I wish I could take that back. Cause yeah. I also, I Googled my own cell phone number out of curiosity and it all comes all up. Your like, information came yes, up. Yeah. Yes. No, that's really scary. Yeah. So you don't want yeah. to. I used to work in real estate and that's the same phone number I had for my business then. And I've never changed it. I should probably yeah. change it. But anyway, so anyway, besides that, that was exciting. But I, <laughs> I'm i on two dating apps that I've never been on before, Seeking right. and Bumble. Okay. They're very different. I They're will tell very you different. But before we even started the Seeking, I think you had already been invited on a boat trip this weekend from someone. Yes. I, yep. I got invited. Are you going to go? I am. Wow. I think. Have you we guys just, been speaking? So it's someone I knew before. So okay. I I know him like in real life. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a super great guy. I don't know. I guess there was no love connection before. And there probably isn't now either. Well, did you actually go on a date with him before? No, no, just, I okay. didn't. It wasn't a date. So I've only known him like in a personal, you know, just like knowing the same people, being yeah. in the same places. And I also got invited to a concert that I'm going to. When is that? Oh, God. It's like in a week or something. So I am oh super. So we're going to have so much to follow up yes. on and hear how yeah. these in-person offers went. So after, I'm curious, after these guys asked you out, did you stop going on the site and looking at other guys? No. Oh, Heck no. Okay. No, I'm looking for my husband here. I can't just right. stop after one person invites me on a date, you know? Okay, good. I'm just making sure that that's your, yeah. you know, mindset. Oh, so, that is. So now talk to me about what your thoughts are on the difference between seeking arrangement and Bumble. Okay. And first, and I also want to point out the differences between Tinder and Bumble also, because I've been on Tinder in the past, night and day difference. So on Bumble, what I'm noticing is, a lot more um, stable, secure, professional men, you know, who are good, like seem like genuinely good people. Most of them have kids. They are looking for a long-term relationship. Nobody on Bumble like really wants a hookup or anything, which I'm happy about. That's great. A well, lot and more- we just have not told you that yet, but yeah, That's I, mean, true. I know what you mean. Tinder yeah. does seem like you're swiping to just see who I want to fuck, who I want Yes, fuck. yes. Yeah. Tinder's totally like that. And then you've got all at, on Tinder, the men can make up the first move. Bumble, they cannot make the first move, which I hate because I don't like making the first move. Part of the courting process for me is seeing how a man will make the first move. I like it. I, li- I like their opening lines. I want to see what they use as the initial pickup line or whatever and see how creative they are. I like that. So I don't like that about Bumble, but the quality of men on Bumble, also they're they're older. They're a little older on Bumble, I feel like too. I feel like Tinder's like more for the younger guys. So I lo- think a little older is important because they've had experience. They have a little stability that comes with them, you know, so usually these are divorced men with some kids, you have kids, it like makes more sense. It makes so much sense. Like 28 year old who just, you know, has a cougar complex or yes. Yes. So on Bumble, my first day that I signed up, I had 300 likes on it from like 300 different people reaching out. And that was, 
it was very overwhelming and I can't sift through all that. And this is why I've delayed or deleted dating apps in the past because I can't, I can't process it. It's so much. And right. like, what I don't know what to do. And like, what about this? This is a great guy. What if I miss out on the right one? And it's so overwhelming. It's yeah. like, it's like being presented with this huge buffet, like of gourmet food. No, I'm like, what do I eat first? I don't, I want the dessert too. No, but like it's, <laughs> it is hard. So, um, but I, I've been talking to a couple great guys on there. Mm-hmm. Some of them are so great and so sweet that I almost feel like he, he might not be the one for me because he would like, it seems like go get married today. Like, so kind of like just really yearning for that long-term relationship. And I want to take it really slow. So, um, but yeah, so Bumble's great. Seeking is a whole different thing too. I have never been on that. And it's very interesting to me. There are a lot of, I mean, there are some like catfishy kind of men actually Mm -hmm. on Seeking who say they're, oh, they're so wealthy and they own a company and they blah, 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 whatever. And that might be, but like they, they try to inflate their presence and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Sure. I mean, because part of what's on there is their net worth or how much they make a year. Cause for, you know, that's like somewhat of the guidelines of what, um, that site is about. And I, you know, from looking at your, your posts or whatever, um, I I've noticed that the guys that are responding, they're all genuinely interested in you. But then when I look at their stats, they just look like ding dongs because it's like, oh, I'm worth over my net worth is over a hundred million dollars. No, it's not. No, it's not. You look like you're 30. You look like you live in your parents' basement. Like, you know, I just, you could tell when people write stuff like that, that they're just full of shit, you know? And it doesn't matter. So nobody needs to have that much money. Like that's crazy. But like the fact that they put that down just makes me feel like they're a liar anyway. So you should pass. Yeah, on that. I agree. And what we need to say is you have been in charge of my seeking account. Yeah. You, you started it out because we know I have a bad picker. Mm-hmm. So you just cut to the chase. See, yep. I don't I don't know if you would have been like that on your own dating account or whatever, but like for me, you were like, nope, nope. And um <laughs> I would just delete people before you even see it because I was like, he's a loser, he's a liar, he's a ding dong, like you know, whatever. And sometimes I would send you a picture and you'd be like, Oh, he's cute. And I'm like, No, he's not. He's like 12. Boom. He's he looks a little feminine, boom, you know, whatever. So um, yeah, we've yeah. been going through them very quick, but you have yes. such a response that like people are freaking out, like they've never seen anything like you on their site in your area, you know? So, um, there's a lot of sugar daddies in the Midwest, I guess, who are eagerly awaiting a date or a response from you. Yes. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, yeah, yeah. but it has been interesting. You know, I'm not caught up in how much money somebody makes or anything like that, but I love um, being surrounded by professional, successful people who yeah. have something to teach me about because I'm very, I'm entrepreneurial and I've started a business and things like that. And I like to be surrounded by people who can bring something to the table and, you know, kind of mentor me a little yeah. bit too, not just like dating. And, and like we talked about last week, so many times have I been the one who pays for everything, which is crazy. And now I see 
I was being used a few times in some relationships and I never want to experience that again. I, I, I have no problem paying once in a while, but like, yeah. And that's not on that particular site. People are not really like that, you know? Yeah. So yeah. No, so. I agree. I think it's, I think it'll be interesting to see how, if anything pans out there, or if you actually like anyone or have a connection. Cause I know when I've been responding for you on that site, I've been saying like chemistry is important you know, let's, you know, cause some people will be really aggressive and be like, can you meet on Friday or whatever? It's like, no, let's talk for a second. If there's chemistry, then I would be interested in meeting you. But like, yes. I have to hear who you are a little bit first. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we've talked about on lots of episodes, like with Aliza, Jewish matchmaking guru, she talked about that too. Yeah. Yeah. And I have noticed in a lot of pe men's profiles on there that it says that they're looking for true love that they're looking mm -hmm. that they're marriage minded, that they are looking for something um, more than just a hookup. So I do think that that site can be really helpful for the right person. I think so too. One thing I want to add about seeking is I love the direct communication. It's, it's a site for people who know exactly what they want. Yeah. They have, they've tried traditional dating in the past they've either been screwed over or, you know, just not finding quality people. So if you are someone who knows exactly what you want and you're good with that kind of direct communication, you can just say, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for this. Oh, I want something else. Okay. Bye. Good luck. You know, and you just part ways. And it's just, <laughs> it's not like any other dating, dating site I've ever seen. And so I really like that you, you yeah. establish right away if you would have long-term goals that match. So that match. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, and if people are still unfamiliar with what to expect in um, that kind of dating pool, we did do an episode with a woman who basically lives her life as a sugar baby. And you should go back and listen to that episode. I think it's episode five, maybe somewhere at the beginning, but it was very informative. It was one of our best interviews actually. Um, and it was a girl who was working in retail and then she saw someone come into her store and realized that was a completely different life than what she had and she wanted it. And so she goes on to discuss like how she became a sugar baby and what that's like and what it's been like and her experiences. So I think that's a really interesting episode. People have it, loved it. People have loved it. She, she, it's called confessions of a sugar baby. You can find yeah. it anywhere you, you know, get your podcasts, look down towards, you know, one of, one of our earlier episodes, but it's yeah. great. Not saying I'm going to be a sugar baby, but oh, I that do. Doesn't no. mean it, but you can no. meet someone professional and successful yes. on that site. Yes, and and also I, I mean, I know you, so I know you're not responding to these people or even wanting from these people, like, you know, to be like, oh, take me out, get me a Chanel purse, like as a gift. Like that's not even the conversations that you're even having there, because I'm having half the conversations for you. So like, that's not even it. But it's just the type of people are interesting. That's all. Totally. And Seeking has rebranded itself in the last few years. It's not just a sugar baby situation anymore. It's also for people who, like I said, know what they want, haven't had luck with the traditional dating apps and it's, yeah. it's a regular dating app. So it's, it's great. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's going on. We'll see what happens and I will keep you guys updated. And okay. again, if anybody does think they've got a quality man for me to bring to the dating pool, you can email us. So yes. what's yes. the email again? It is getting married at misunderstoodpodcast.com. Okay. Great. Okay. Yeah. Can't so wait to see what, what, how this transpires in the next week. 
Yeah, I know. Me too. So let's move on to some current events. Let's get off of my dating life. So today is Donald Trump's birthday. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes. The Twitterverse is blowing up, um, talking about his birthday today. Uh, So hopefully he has a happy birthday. He's got a lot going on in his life right now. Yeah. I wonder how he's feeling on his birthday. I wonder if he's spending it with Melania. Definitely playing golf. He's in Florida. He's not too far from you, really. So, yeah. We definitely do not go in the same circles, but uh, uh, he is down here in Florida. Yeah. I can tell you where he's not. He's not on a cruise ship. Let's talk about let's talk about the news a little bit. Some of this cruise ship news that's been happening. We were going to talk about this story last week. We didn't get a chance, but there is a norovirus epidemic happening on cruise ships lately. Have you ever been on a cruise, by the way? I have. I went on a cruise years ago. It was the worst experience of my life. First of all, I I just felt seasick the whole time. Second of all, the ship's like really big and annoying. Like it takes you forever to get all these places when there's bad weather. It's like, you know, moving around and like you just feel gross. The quarters, even if you get something on the nicer you know, areas are really small. If you're there with a guy you don't know well, you've got to share a bathroom. It's just gross, especially if the norovirus is going on. And all, you know, and also there's so much food. It's like gluttonous, but like I don't play shuffle ball or whatever. I don't, you know, I don't do all those things. So it just wasn't fun for me at all. Um, I did not like it. I just, I'm not a cruise person, but there are people that love the cruises. But what we read is that there's been a lot of problems on these cruises where most of the people ended up having projectile vomiting situations and um, explosive diarrhea, explosive diarrhea. So imagine being on a date with a guy and having to share this you know, cabin with someone and you're just in there with explosive diarrhea and you're banging on there being like, get out. I've got to go now. You know, I mean, the whole thing is so horrible. It's so horrible and it gets worse. But can you imagine being on your honeymoon and that happening? Oh, true. Yeah, yeah I guess oh, that would be honeymoon. Yeah. so terrible. But it gets even worse than just the diarrhea because people have died on the, one of the celebrity cruise ships. It was going from New Jersey to Bermuda. The norovirus just came on strong and there were <laughs> two no pun intended. Yes, no pun intended. There were 200 passengers who were experiencing this oh. and one of them actually died. This is oh, a wow. terrible story. So oh, Robert the gentleman who who was put in an ice bucket or something? Yes. Yeah, so Robert Jones, he died from heart complications after this virus and he was put in a cooler, a beverage cooler on the ship. Uh, he was there for days, just laying on the floor in a body bag. He decomposed so badly during that time. I'm laughing, but it is not funny. It's really horrible. He decomposed so badly during that time that he couldn't even have an open casket for his funeral. Yeah. And the family's, yeah, it's terrible. It's really sad. The family is suing for $1 million due to that. And honestly, I mean, that's crazy. As they should. I think $1 million is like getting off pretty cheap. Yeah, That's, too, yeah. too little. I mean, imagine you work there and you're going in to grab, you know, some Diet Cokes for some people out at the pool and there's a body. I mean, how awful. And then this poor man who was traveling with his wife and, you know, they're looking forward to this holiday and they're, you know, pulling all their money together to, you know, 
to go on this trip and then he just drops dead and and mm-hmm. they don't even take care of him properly the whole thing is really awful this is why it i'm is. saying cruises are a bad decision do something else besides going on a cruise speaking of that why it's a bad decision well i've never been on a cruise i don't want to go on a cruise because of so many horror stories but i would feel very claustrophobic i feel yeah. like i feel yeah. like i yeah i feel like i'd get bored but i know there's a lot of activities but there have been so many unexplained deaths on yeah. cruise ships and the big company sometimes they kind of like cover things up or you know people randomly fall overboard and go yeah. missing or there have been murders and things like that on it's just like do you remember that story of they have it in the true crime world uh, it was like a, a very good looking couple and they were on their honeymoon and he fell out the window there was like blood off of the balcony and he went missing and they assumed that he went in the water because he's never been found again. And I'm not sure why that maybe the fiance or the wife was charged, but I I just remember that I've seen it on a couple datelines or whatever, but I thought that was crazy. That is crazy. I remember that from true crime world. I don't remember all the details, but I totally Mm -hmm. remember what you're talking about, but that's not, that's not the only time that's happened either. There have been several mysterious deaths that, you know, just a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. No cruises for me. No yeah, diarrhea. Let's no, I don't. Not, yeah. Sure. So, okay. I know you probably don't drink beer. Do you? Are you I've beer never girl? had a beer, if you can believe that. I never can't believe life. that. Yeah. What? Okay. I I'm, stick to Chardonnay and Aperol spritz, but I have a fear of throwing up. Did you know this about me? You told me that early on when we met and Yes, I knew that. It's a really crazy fear. I, um, when I was four years old, I ate poison berries and my mother gave me Ipecac because she called poison control and they said that that's what you give a child when they eat something poisonous. And I had, I mean, sorry, I want to spare you the details, but I will say I had rice and beans and some green grapes for lunch that day. And I projectile vomited all this. To this day, I'm 48. I do not eat rice and beans. I do not eat green grapes. It traumatized me in a way because it was so violent the way you throw up when you take Ipecac that I'm petrified of throwing up. Like I'd rather be on a hijacked plane and I've never thrown up again. I have medicine in my house to prevent me from feeling nauseous. We are not a household that throws up. Anytime my daughter has a stomach ache, I like talk her down. I'm like, you're not going to throw up. You're going to be fine. It It's something that scared me from childhood. Oh anyway. my gosh. That so you even like the flu or anything, you just I've not- never no. I don't drink um a lot is how we got on this conversation, but because I uh I don't go on roller coasters, but I don't want to do anything that's gonna put myself in a situation where I um throw up. And if I hear somebody gagging, I will like freeze. I'm not somebody that has any nervous energy, but like if someone gags in the vicinity of me where I can hear it, I like start to panic. I'm like, oh my God, what is that? Like, get me away from that person. What if you're, what if it's your dog? Oh, well, my dog gags all the time because she's always getting into some sort of nonsense, but it's, I get upset for her. Like, you know, I, I feel like empathetic about it Mm because I know it's so scary, but dogs, because they throw up all the time, it's not a big deal. I mean, my dog just spends her life, you know, shitting and throwing up kind of. So it's a little bit tragic, but I I don't get as upset. I I do get nervous for her, but it's not something where I'm like, oh my God, I have to like run out of the room. Yeah. Well, I, I throw up all the time. No, I really don't, but I've thrown up a lot. It is the worst. It's terrible. And yeah, speaking of alcohol, I can't drink very much and um, can't handle my alcohol at all, but sometimes I do it anyway. And when I do, I will throw up. So I'll note to self, I'll, I'll do that 
way far away from you if I have to do that. Yeah. But but back to beer. Have you yeah, heard? Sorry. No, that's a great rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> have you heard though about the whole Bud Light thing going on? Their new spokesperson. Oh, tell me. They've chosen Dylan Mulvaney as their spokesperson, and this happened quite a while ago, really. But very conservative people have had a terrible reaction. People are boycotting Bud Light. It's craziness um, because Dylan Mulvaney is a transgender woman. Mm. And that's a little controversial. People have had a terrible reaction to that and they have boycotted Bud Light. But as of today, because she was a transgender because of that. And I think that's crazy and hateful and horrible. Well, I don't know, like Hicks in middle America, or is this like a real boycott? It's it's a lot of hicks in middle America, but I think it's it's across the country. People have been boycotting Bud Light. It really has had an effect on their sales. They're no longer the number one beer. Trending today, the new number one beer is Modelo, which is bottled or brewed in Mexico. It's a Mexican beer, which is interesting because you've got people on the very conservative side boycotting Bud Light. Well, now they have forced a Mexican beer to be the number one beer. It's all owned by Anheuser-Busch though. So it's all the same parent company, probably really doesn't have much of an effect on their bottom line. But I just found that interesting. So it is Pride Month and they released this beer can with Dylan Mulvaney's picture and everything and in honor of Pride Month, which I think is great to support all communities, transgender, LGBT and everything. It's gotten a lot of hate. I'm not down with that. So that's just- No, of course I'm not down with that either. But it is a very interesting choice of a spokesman for a beer company, which is primarily very manly. Yes, very blue collar. Yeah. Uh, so it was an interesting marketing move for them. It did end up backfiring, backfiring but yeah. but who knows? You know, maybe years down the road they'll look back at this time and it, they'll say this was a pivotal moment. I don't know. You know, who knows what's mm-hmm. going to happen? But okay. Madelo is trending today. Okay. So, well, maybe yeah. if I go to a um, a bar tonight, I'll try it for my first time to see Ooh. what it tastes like. Modelo might not be a good one to start with. It's kind of like, it's like a more, it's a heavier beer. So yeah. yeah, Well, I figured since it was number one, a lot of people like it, but yeah, a lot of people do like it. Stick with your Chardonnay though. I think that's way better. Oh, we have to mention that this coming Sunday is Father's Day. I totally forgot. I'm such a jerk. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Well, my dad passed away four years ago, your dad's not around anymore. Do you think about Father's Day? Like when that day comes around, do you think about your dad? Are you sad? Like, how do you feel about Father's Day? Um, I, I think I think about it for a second because I don't like to think about it. So, and my father hasn't been in my life for a very long time. My father died when I was 15. And even before that, you know, uh, I didn't see him all that often. He lived in Alaska. I lived in New York and then I was sent to boarding school. So it was, um, you know, it's been a very long time. I do, if I sat around and thought about him, it would, or thought about the fact that I don't have him on Father's Day, I probably would go down a rabbit hole of feeling sad. So I I choose not to think about it. My daughter always spends Father's Day with her dad. And so I think that's important for her. You know, I definitely think in divorced families, it's important for kids to, you know, spend time with their fathers and appreciate them, even if you don't co-parent well, or even if you don't get along with them, I still think it's, you know, important for her to have her day with her dad. So, you know, I appreciate him for being her father. And, 
That's about the extent of it. So I'm divorced as well. I wanted to touch on that too, about celebrating Father's Day and Mother's Day in a divorced family. How does that work? I always too, like may not agree with my ex all the time. Usually we do, but I think it's super important. I always have helped the boys buy a gift for their dad or something like that. I would, yeah, I would want them to do that for me. So try to be nice. So happy Father's Day coming up to all the dads. Celebrity chat. Let's do a little celebrity chat. Yeah, we missed this last weekend too. Um, You're more like well-versed on the reality TV and all of that stuff than I am. I I need to get a little more into it, but is Scandaball over yet? I feel like it's totally died down after the part three of the Vanderpump Rules reunion. And we we need to talk about that a little bit. You know, it's it was last week. You watched it. You watched all three parts. Yeah, I you know, I had a really hard time watching it. I thought the verbal abuse that went on um, towards Tom and Raquel was so out of line. I thought it was shocking that Bravo wouldn't have told Andy or Lisa Vanderpump that they have to mediate that better because the way that not only the girlfriend who was cheated on, but the two others, um, you know, that were sitting next to her or, you know, there was more than that, but specifically um, two people that were just so awful. One of the guys kept leaving the set. Another girl was standing up calling names, calling Raquel names like moron or whatever. And I just, it was actually hard to watch because I was like, honestly, if something happens to this girl, if she takes her life or if there's any negative consequences, like real tangible consequences, I hope these people are held liable. Like I Mm -hmm. thought that was really insane, the level of anger and projection um, for people that she didn't even do anything to. So, I mean, let's all get honest. We all know somebody who's cheating. We all know somebody who has cheated. Like it could have been your friend or not, and maybe you feel betrayed, but it's not your issue. It's the three of them that are dealing with it. And I thought it was so wrong for a network to allow that level of bullying. People have killed themselves for a lot less. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just completely disgusting that so many people have jumped on that bandwagon of like herd mentality because they feel wronged about something. They want to jump all over these two. And, you know, it's not condoning their behavior. It's not condoning the negative behavior of other people that want to shame them, bully them and like literally make them kill themselves. It's like incredibly wrong. It's incredibly wrong. I think it's disgusting. And I think if the tides don't turn at this point, now that the show's over to like say, okay, we've had enough and we can't accept this anymore. Like then I I, I think Bravo is actually going to have, have it backfire on them. I think so too. And people online agree with exactly what you're saying. Yeah. There was a buildup, you know, part one, two, and then the finale part three, it seemed like the internet was agreeing with Ariana, you know, they were totally on her team, on her side. And there were a lot of cyber bullies. People were like really ganging up on Raquel. But after part three was released, it was like the tipping point. It seemed like people were like, wow, this is super cringy. This is really horrible. And they also released information that Raquel had actually checked herself into a mental health facility because of this overwhelming hate and 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 just vitriol that was coming from people she just couldn't handle it anymore and so she checked herself into a mental health facility yes i think people finally finally were like okay this is really bad this has to stop and now it just doesn't seem like 
I'm not seeing a whole lot about the whole scandal issue anymore on social well, media. Actually, page six posted something just as I was sitting down with you. I quickly looked at it. Yeah. And they were saying um, how somebody from The View, I think I have to look now who it was, but, uh, you know, a celebrity or something was taking Raquel's side at this point. And yeah. I just think it's gross. And I, I really hope that, um, you know, people don't give them a platform to be like, well, now we forgive her. But what I also thought was gross is like some stuff came out of the reunion. And then the next morning you see um, shirts being made, you know, to represent a certain statement or, you know, um, she was on like in Glamour magazine using all these ridiculous quotes. And it's kind of like, why? She was cheated on, join the club. I mean, there's a big deal, of course, but what's the big deal that she gets to be in glamour to talk about, you know, to shame other people. And the quote they use was so weird because she's like, when I'm in a relationship that doesn't give you free right to like take over my body, I'm not your fleshlight or something. Just yes. Well, yes, if you're not in a relationship, that. it's called a friendship. It's called a roommate. Yeah. And if you're in a relationship, you're probably supposed to have sex with them because that's the only thing that differentiates the two. So, you know, if he wanted, was she now calling him like a rapist? I like didn't understand that. I just thought it was so weird. They painted him to be very creepy, very like hypersexual. Then she should have broken up with him. I mean, I agree. You had some balls and stand up for yourself, you know, but Mm -hmm. this girl has totally gotten, you know, every opportunity because of what happened to her. And I just think it's bizarre, you know, because it's like it was a private matter, but they're on a show. So it was a public matter, but she's like getting rewarded with movie deals and TV deals and magazine things. And, you know, now she's opening a business, a sandwich shop, and she's selling merchandise. And it's just like, wait a minute, who's making who who's making out like a bandit out of this? It's, it doesn't seem like she's that devastated. Do you know, no. what I, mean? I we all know the show wasn't doing as well. It wasn't as successful before this whole scandal came yeah. out. And now it is literally like there's merch, there's everything they yeah. are making a huge profit off of it. I feel like a lot of it was orchestrated for that reason. I think the reactions were so over the top and gross. Right. But yeah. that's just me. I wouldn't be yeah. friends with that kind of group. Hopefully, we can move on from Scandaval. I think everybody's kind of tired of it, really, to yeah, be honest. So. so, swimsuit season is here. Well, it's always here for you because you live in Florida, but yes. me in the Midwest, bathing suit season is here. It's got me, you know, I'm I'm working on my body, trying to get, you know, beach ready and all of those things. But yeah. you know who else is beach ready? Martha Stewart. Oh, yes. Have you seen this? The cover of Sports Illustrated? I mean, I think she looks great, you know, and then Sharon Stone posted a a thirst trap bathing suit photo. I mean, I think we all do when it gets warm out and everyone's been on Ozempic for a while. And, you know, so I think, you know, it's the time you're going to see a lot of thirst trap bathing suit photos, you know. I actually like looking at those because I like to know who's making the best bathing suits of the season. So like I happen to love Maya swimwear. They have this great ruching in the back that makes you look like you have a good ass. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, that's like the reason that I kind of look at these things because I'm like, oh, that's great. Or, oh, Martha's 80 and she looks like that. Awesome. I can go to the gym and like I can fix myself really quickly. So, yeah, I I appreciate these women that do that. Yeah, me, me too. And as you know, in my forties, whatever. I love to see women who are just still rocking it when they're older and uh, yeah. give, gives me a lot of hope. Speaking of Ozempic, is that still like a big thing or is it kind of dying down? What do you think? Do you No, I think yeah. it's a big thing. I, I was just at dinner last night, as I've mentioned three times, and a couple of the women at the table were like talking about it and wanting to get on it, wanting to find a doctor. And even one of the guys we were with 
was curious about it. So, you know, I think eventually it'll become a very mainstream thing for, um, for weight loss. And I think that, you know, a lot of people were getting shamed for it for a while, but I think it'll end up being a mainstream thing. Cause it does, it does work very well. I know a ton of people on it. Um, and as long as they can handle the side effects, some people have really bad side effects. Some people, you know, don't even feel it. So I think it'll become a mainstream thing for sure. I don't understand the stigma, especially if you're overweight and you are struggling. Why not? I mean, use it for six weeks, get healthy. I think the stigma was that it's created for people with diabetes. So I feel like, you know, those people are like, oh my God, you know, or people that don't know, because listen, a doctor can prescribe it to anyone there. It's, there's a surplus. I mean, it's not like people are like not going to be able to get it. You know, the company is enjoying all this new press about it. So they're, you know, they're making more of it. So it's not yeah. like people with diabetes are going to die because they don't get their medicine because yeah. people that want to lose weight, these vegan people just want to use their medication. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. I mean, there are tons of medications, prescription medications throughout history that have multi-purpose uses. So yeah. I don't yeah. see the big deal. I mm. use Dozempic and I'm very thankful for it. And I don't, I'm not embarrassed of it at all because it helped me so much. And yeah. 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 And you didn't have bad side effects, right? I didn't have, I don't feel like I had any side effects. Obviously it made me have not much of an appetite, but that's the whole point of it. I, I didn't have, I didn't throw up, didn't have like anything how, bad. How much weight at this point have you lost? I've lost 22 pounds now since Amazing. the very start. So okay. yeah. Getting ready to fit in the wedding dress. Yes. I have to fit in the wedding dress, all of that. So yeah, it's, it's been great. So a little bit of a glow up, a little bit of a midlife glow up. So good, good. Okay. So that's all I've got for today, Rachel. What, what about you? Anything else? That's it. I, you know, again, I'm struggling with my week so far. I've had house guests. I've had my dogs gotten out of the gate, gated yard a couple of times. I'm heading home now to go meet with a, an obedience trainer. And we just got the electric fence put in yesterday. So, I mean, I've got a lot going on, but we wanted to, you know, of course, stop and have a moment of happy hour so we could talk to you guys. The one thing we didn't do today was spit or swallow because we don't have our alcohol sponsors yet, but we have people on board. So next week we will be, we will have our alcohol with us and we will decide what we are spitting and what we are swallowing. So we can't wait to bring that to you next week. <laughs> I can't wait a little bit raunchy. It's going to be great. It's going to be so fun. So everybody have a wonderful weekend. Happy Father's Day weekend. again. Yes, for sure. And, you know, if you get some time, if you're going to the gym, if you're walking around, um, please catch up on all of our episodes. If you have any questions for us, DM us. If you have any guest suggestions, DM us. Yes, we have a lot of amazing guests coming up. Everyone's yep. going to want to check that out. Yep. So you need this weekend to catch up so you can listen as we put stuff out. Yeah. All right. Well, cheers, Rachel. Happy cheers. Thursday. See you soon. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Have a good weekend, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Yes. Have a good weekend. Happy Father's Day. Thank you so much for listening to Misunderstood. I'm your host, Rachel Yucatel. Please be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a five-star rating and review. You can support the show by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel. Do you have ideas for the show or want to reach out? Email us at info misunderstood podcast at gmail.com. That's spelled M-I-S-S -S, understood. Thank you so much and I'll see you next time. Misunderstood.